0: Natural.
1: I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 When I'm smoking greens, cause I'm on your team. When I smoke the sea, cause I'm such a fiend. High as a kite, smoking Walter White. When I smoke the blue, and I smoke the purple, purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on the grind, and I smoke and scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a clicker cut i hit the plug, i give a fuck. fuck when i hit the
2: plug, i, don't I don't give a fuck i don't to let's, let's move on to an easier category okay best song okay yeah let's hear it um, what was your number
3: one song for the year my number one song for the year um i think in ter- like on both ends of the spectrum, I really... I listened to... Su- according to my Spotify rap, I listened to Suzanne by Leonard Cohen a lot. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just... It's Leonard Cohen, and I love him, and that's that. Um, I also listened to Splatter by Machine Girl quite a bit, um and... It's embarrassing, but I did listen to uh, girlfriend by Hemlock and I have uh, something to say about it. I don't know. I don't know. I think here's the th- the the thing that's embarrassing is that she is an artist that got really popular on TikTok, but here's the difference to me. Um the thing with girlfriend is that first of all, like I have a huge gripe with songs that get popular on TikTok because now it's like because TikTok has rocked You got to get off that industry, app. I know you say this every time, but let, let me, let me speak.
2: Mm. Give, let okay, me but in, piece. In, for the record, I needed to be noted that scratch I did tell Kendall, card. I told Kendall to get off that app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes. I was ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kendall does, does not scratch strip their
3: white ass down and listen. Yeah. Scratch it off on your big soy naturals bingo card. I got told to get off TikTok. Um, so, the thing is is that like so many TikTok songs, right? Um are like TikTok has rocked the music industry like so fucking hard. Like every single music uh record label, producer, shareholder ha- is like if, their hair's falling out if they had any left. Um but the way it's kind of affected it is that like so many of these songs that blow up on TikTok, they blow up from like a sound bite um and like just like and then the song ends up like not having any bridges not having any like dimension besides like chorus 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 maybe a verse or two chorus end and it's usually like two minutes long and it sucks um it's just like there's no like dimension anymore to the song and now um what's interesting about girlfriend is that it blew up because of the bridge and I think that she is, like, such a cool indie... Like, f- truly indie artist. Um, and I hope she stays that way, because I don't think that... If, if, like... If anyone's listening, like, don't don't fucking join a label. Like, don't do it. Um, I mean, do it, but, like, you know, be very, very, very cautious. Cause Sometimes the label
2: will give you big money. You just gotta yes. read your
3: contract. You just gotta read your contract pretty hard. But she's, like... uh she put out this song while she was getting her like uh I think her I think she was in med school, and she just like recently graduated um, and she's just been kind of doing music on the side, um, but I think the song is like really it's pulling from so many different eras, and yet it's entirely its own, and I think it's single-handedly bringing back the bridge, which is a thing that I've really missed in like pop music and stuff, um, and I think "girlfriend's just like out of any TikTok song, which is usually like garbage um hemlock's really trying to like push herself artistically um more than any of the other artists i see on there and like some of her new like sound bites that she's been kind of releasing is like uh like here's what i'm working on have been really really good and like i'm looking forward to um what she does next
2: that was cute yeah um so my mom texted me and said that um my cousin Lorado put out a song and that he needs exposure. Um, I have already, rec- we've already recommended his song. It is actually one of my favorite songs that has come out in the past year. But my mom told me specifically that it needs exposure. <laughs> <laughs> and told me to tell my friends to stream it. So make sure to, to stream yeah. Silo. By Luke Kyle, <laughs> you can find it on Spotify or Apple Music. You could buy yep. it on Bandcamp. Stream Silo. Stream Silo. Um, And then the other song that I would love for people to go listen to would either be like Stars or Poppin' or On God um, by Cash Kyla, who uh, I think is an unsigned, at the moment, rapper from North Carolina I found her. I think because she was like yelling at someone on Twitter and was like, "You're stupid. Listen to my rap." And normally, I do not. I do not click play when people link their their raps in in mm-hmm. replies to <laughs> tweets. But something something made me think. I'm. I will for this one. <laughs> and me, and now I'm like, maybe I should do it more because um, she is great, and I'm like. I, I'm trying to get on my friends to listen to her so that she can hopefully like put out more music it's not like she's like totally unknown though because um mm. I think stars has like 800,000 views on YouTube so I think I think that one might have blown up on TikTok at some point but it's very like you can you can tell it was like filmed on an iPhone and like the, the acting yeah. is really, it's like, it's <laughs> her and her friends. It's really cute. It's real she's DIY. She's like super, super talented. Like the beats are like very minimal. I'm not sure if she makes them herself, um, but she's just like really, really talented. And I would like to see more of her. What I realized that we did not do is say what our least favorite fiction books are. And I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm going to go real fast because they're all the same. Bunny by Mona Awad, Eileen oh, by Otessa Moshfegh, Boy Parts by Eliza Clark, Luster by Raven Leilani, Acts of Desperation by Megan Nolan. I read all of these in like a, I don't know, like a 36 hour sitting on my way to Portland to visit Kendall. I was getting in the mood for visiting well not for visiting kendall but for being in portland i wouldn't describe kendall as a fem cell and it i didn't actually go out (laughs) looking for fem cell books to read but i was like in an argument with a friend of mine i never told him that i lost because i i hate to lose um but he he does this thing where he only reads books that are like past a certain um age old because he's like then I know I won't be reading anything bad because I'll just be like getting whatever everyone has already decided were like the good books from the 70s or the 80s and I won't have to like suffer through a bad book by trying out something that's brand new and like people haven't like I see why you are with him and I, and I was like <laughs> Uh I hate that stance like what if it's good and that, and mm-hmm. he's like well then I'll read it in 30 years and and <laughs> you'll be dead <laughs> I, we're not going to be dead in 30 years. Well, I, I just mean like if you, keep, if you
3: keep waiting every 30 years, you're going to die. I, yeah,
2: I know. But he was like, well, and it's not like there's a lack of good books that are like older than 30 years old. There's so many, like I couldn't possibly read all the books in the world anyway. So I might as well just only read the good ones. And I was like, I hate this. I hate this stance <laughs> of yours. So I was good, I was trying to prove him wrong by being like, I don't just read Things that are filtered to me through like trusted friend recommendations mm-hmm. and and like classics. I'll go read a bunch of new books, and I went uh, I think I like maybe looked up like contemporary fiction written by women. I think that's what I did because I was like, i'm gonna I'm gonna try to listen to women's voices. And I also thought that maybe they would be better potentially Mm -hmm. it would be a better list what boy was i wrong i hated every one of the books that
3: i read (laughs) i forgot i I also read part of bunny it's terrible
2: it's It's, it's it's so bad i don't need to really go into the plot of any of them they're actually all just the same book and they all suck they're all Mm -hmm. like women that hate themselves that like wear dresses over jeans that don't fuck um or if they do fuck they do it like with self-loathing mm-hmm. and that is the whole book just like takes place inside their shitty little heads and nothing interesting happens and it's it's just boring um i think that the oldest of these would be Eileen which i believe came out like 2013 right so it's mm-hmm. not even that like recent, but then like Luster came out last year. Acts of Desperation is newer. I think Bunny is 2018. So there's, mm-hmm. there's some sort of trend that's happening in contemporary, and like neither of us realist like fiction <laughs> written by some women. And I need everyone to get their acts together because what if I'm trying to win an argument and i choose i think oh, i think, think what it ha- the way i found these was like i i looked for like um books that were like best like best sellers like that were popular popular books that were contemporary written by women so maybe i was like getting the equivalent of mm. top 40 but the idea was that i was i was trying to find stuff sort of like randomly the same way mm-hmm. that maybe you would at a, at a bookstore just seeing something and you pick it up off of its cover normally i do like i do read a lot of like contemporary releases but um like typically from a friend's recommendation um which this friend of mine won't even do he's like Mm-mm, yeah. gotta be older than 30 years um but i i I was trying to prove a point, and uh, mm-hmm. my point was not made, and I'm very upset at everyone involved for making this happen. um Oh, I did also read my year of rest and relax relaxation by Otessa Mohvek, also who wrote Eileen boring mm-hmm. not good very boring. i very I boring. wish that I had the drugs that <laughs> the main character was was doing so that I could be asleep while I read the book mm-hmm. um. I don't have anything else to say about any of them. I just want, I want like more interesting stories. Um, and I need the women to like to do something else. Right. What if, what if there was a book about a, a woman who has sex and likes it and has lots of friends and does cool stuff and has like hobbies, has never worn bootcut jeans and, <laughs> When she looks in the mirror, and she goes, "Hey, sexy, that's mm. the kind of lady that I would like to read a book about." Um, okay, back to music. Oh, wait, worst...
3: I had one worst book.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, and that's, yes, uh,
3: to me, and this is so personal. Um, but you know, unlike Obama, I I didn't like Normal People by Sally Rooney. I just, I I told Virgil this already, like off the air, but like I I'm just like I. I didn't realize until I picked it up. I'm just like so done with coming of age. I can't. I I have
2: to stand against this anti Irish discrimination (laughs) coming from you with your little corn fed white blonde hair. Corn fed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a cow from um, Wisconsin. How dare you call me midwestern? I'm an east coaster.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I I love all my mid, my midwestern friends. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I I just can't I I don't know, it's it's so personal, but I'm just like I'm just really fed up with um hearing people like be stuck and then like try to figure out like what it means to be like to become something in the stillness or whatever the fuck like i just can't i can't do you it know anymore what your
2: problem is? i want
3: existential dread i want fucking spiraling i want crazy shit let's go crazy let's go stupid that's what i want you know
2: what your problem is what i'll tell you what your problem is <laughs> You're married, and you've never been in a situationship that's ruined your life. <laughs> it's true, I haven't. <laughs> you don't Not know. Not since high school. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. That shit doesn't count. So you you can't. You don't know. You can't relate. Mm-hmm. You've never experienced it, and you're in love. And you're married, which, by it's the way, true. was like one of my highlights of 2022, going to your wedding was really fun. Uh-huh. But that that does not <laughs> negate the fact that you need to you need to hold space and hold yourself accountable I'm holding for being sp- married. I'm holding space for the lonelies. I'm doing my best. Because <laughs> everyone else out there who is not married and who didn't meet like the love of their life, who is like a nice person that loves you back. At like, I don't know how old you were. Young enough, I was eighteen. <laughs> young enough to not have experienced a life ruining situationship that cons- <laughs> consumes <laughs> consumes your days. That That's why leaves I you watch girls <laughs> taking taking selfies and like uh timing timing the posting of them for when the person's gonna see but then like not posting so that someone thinks like oh what are you up to and then maybe you're even like pretending to be at a party by playing loud noises in your room and doing flashing lights while you take a video and so (laughs) now everyone thinks that you're at a party and they're like what you went to a party without me that's I'm that's so concerned. People, <laughs> that's how some people live. I'm so I'm sweating. That sounds horrible. You have <laughs> never hacked into someone's iCloud to <laughs> to see if they've read your message. God damn it. You don't no, know. I don't. And and I think I that don't, if you I did don't know Oh, you don't want to not be married anymore? Shocking. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so shocked and surprised. Anyway. Um, I liked it. I liked normal people. I feel like Sally Rooney's one of those people that everyone is like, I, if they're, you know, not not that you're doing this, but mm-hmm. the people out there who are like, oh, I'm an auteur. like uh, Like the equivalent of people who get upset. Mm-hmm. if like an a band's album is ranked number one by pitchfork they're like ah they're not cool anymore um that's who sally rooney is for a lot of people i think she's like totally fine i enjoyed normal people i liked beautiful world where are you i also liked conversation with friends i thought they were all good none of them were like my favorite book that I read in whatever year it was that I read them, but I read normal people. And I was like, I too have been in a situationship that has ruined my life. And Kendall, I'll tell you a secret with someone that had a woman, but it doesn't make it any better. Who had no sheets on their bed. Not like not mm, not mattress mm, mm, on the floor. No sheets. Mm, mm, no, <laughs> and, <they laughs> no. And, and she slept on that bed. raw. I did get her sheets so that I could not feel disturbed by it. But the right thing to do should have been like, I see that you have no sheets on your bed. I go home, I never speak to you again. But okay. <laughs> I also I did hack into the iCloud. At one point, mm-hmm. I also pretended to be at a party. I'm not above these things, listeners, and 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 it's you know. Yeah. Some, then then we it's relate. Fine. Then we relate and to novels fun. about yeah. people that act badly. It's not fine, mm-hmm. but it's human. And if you're not married, then you're human, and 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 you know what it's like to do yeah. dumb things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, best album, yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Best album for you that you listened to this year? I, a- according to my Spotify Wrapped,
3: I really liked Crash by Charlie XCX. Why are
2: you relying on the algorithm to tell you everything? I'm just album letting is? I'm just letting you know what that what like that
3: is, what the algorithmic one is, and then what mine is, which is I I like Ethel Kane, I liked Preacher's Daughter, like Obama, but I liked it for the right reasons which is that I never got to have a Lana Del Rey phase, listeners. I I just I I was I was young and I was mousy See? and I was scared of alcohol and I, I could and I just couldn't relate to R- Lana Del Rey at the time. I didn't have that moment and I feel like now I've just lost I've lost touch. So to me Ethel's my my Lana Del Rey moment. This is my Lana Del Rey for me.
2: And, you can't be like um, saying that you're pushing thirty and then saying you're having a lot of dull Ray moment. You have to I'm, pick one. I'm you can't saying, be like, oh, I'm so old, and then no, <laughs> I'm, say, I'm saying
3: this is like this is where I get it. Like now I get it. Mm. I'm not saying like I'm. What do they have in common
2: out, besides just both being women?
3: Are they have brown hair? No, I think they're. Their vibes, the American, the like sense of Americana in like their music, like the heavy, heavy themes of Americana, um, are like a huge part of it. I think they have similar sounds um, in some regards, but I think Ethel's a lot more leaning towards like gothic, like heavy, heavy, like traditional Southern gothic sound. Um, and I just think it's a, like a like I haven't seen a good concept album in a while, and I think that. It's really, um, really tailored and and really really tight and I think it's a really good album.
2: Hmm. See, this is how you and I diverge as people. You've never been in a situationship that ruined your life. You've never. Snuck out of the house at 15 (laughs) years old with your fake ID that you bought on the internet with Bitcoin before you knew what Bitcoin was. Mm -hmm. And then you take the train to the big city to go to a club with your fake ID that says that you're 22. And then you order a beverage that is alcoholic but tastes so bad. So you just pretend to drink it. Um, And then you come home at 4 a.m. so that you can get on the school bus. At seven, without anyone noticing that you left, and okay. that's that's you know that was what I was doing when I was listening to Lana Del Rey, Rapid um, Fire, um, the other just albums that I liked this year, um, Capri. Are you on Spotify?
3: Yeah, I'm just look. Not are like you my, relying? Not my rap. I'm looking through okay. my likes.
2: Mm-hmm. People used to make lists. This People is my used list. to have physical albums that they listened to. Oh I used God. to work at a record store. <laughs> yes, we know. Now, <laughs> and now my friend is married oh and doesn't God. know the shame of sleeping on a raw bed. <laughs>
3: Raw bed. What? This can become a turn of phrase. Anyway, I liked Capri Songs by FKA Twigs. I liked uh, Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You by uh, Big Thief. I liked the new uh, Girl Pool album, Forgiveness. I think they're really like evolving their sound. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, Nymph by Shy Girl. Um, I listened to Camino del Sol by Antenna uh, for the first time. It's really good, it's from 2004. Um, and in the darkness, uh, hearts aglow by uh, waste blood. So,
2: well, if you went to my home, you would see that I have physical media that I oh. listen to music on. I do also use
0: Whoa.
2: Spotify, <laughs> but I don't need an algorithm to tell me. What I it like, wasn't an algorithm. I had friends who told me it, and then I
3: literally just went and found it. And,
2: then and I Spotify. would never make friends with an algorithm. All my friends are people. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> shit. Everyone's so attached to their phone these days. Mm-hmm. But not me. Um, I would say that for the... 17th year in a row the best album is uh from under the cork tree by fallout boy but (laughs) if that's not if that's not enough for you um i uh vince staples put out an album this year called Mm -hmm. ramona park broke my heart and it is really good i love vince staples Mm -hmm. i at some point will need to delete all of my tweets where i say that he is my boyfriend for when i do actually meet him and make him be my boyfriend because i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna let people think that i was plotting even though i am (laughs) um but this album like was really like i mean it's it's really good but it was also like really personal to me i think because he's like been sort of like wrestling with the same questions for a while Um, but one being like, what, what is, what, like, what, how do I deal with, I guess, like knowing that I am doing so well now when like, I've lost so many people, like when I still have like friends that are dying, um, and like, how do I deal with like, maybe knowing that I'm like relatively safe now, but, um, when I'm still like living with Mm -hmm. the, the memories of, like, what it was like to not be that safe. And also, right. like, how can I feel okay about where I am when, like, I have so many people that are close to me that are still in the same position that I was, like, years ago. And I think, like, also, like, feeling more, like, detached from that question as an emotional thing, but still, like, a thing that you feel like you have to ask, like, as you get further away from being in danger. Um, I... Did not have the same upbringing as Vince Staples, but I've definitely like. There were ju- there were just like a lot of parts of that and a lot of parts of his music, um, like wrestling with that sort of thing in general that I relate to, and I really like the way that he um, works through it. And it's also just like a fun and good album too. Mm-hmm. And he's so talented, um, and he's literally my 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 boyfriend, boyfriend yeah um the only cancer man <laughs> that i would ever get involved with mm-hmm. but i already know that he's like i mean we're going to fight about it when we start mm-hmm. dating do you think we'll have to
3: delete this episode too
2: we might have to yeah okay. so <laughs> listeners like you're getting a special treat until <laughs> until the time comes cuz he's he said like that he doesn't let anyone in his house and he doesn't tell anyone what his address is, which is like, you know, uh, understandable response to um, not wanting to get shot, but also like he's always rapping about how other people have Ikea furniture, but he's got nice furniture and it's like, I I just know you're a Cancer, like... (laughs) I feel like I don't often hear um, other like rappers diss people for like having basic furniture Um, that like doesn't happen regularly. Mm -hmm. And he's always going like, I've got a really nice couch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, I know that you have a chain, but guess what? Like I have a really nice couch. Like I have cool furniture. Meanwhile, Mm you're on ikea furniture get on my level we are not the same and i think that that's fun the other album that i would like say i've been listening to a lot and was definitely like a favorite and like big part of my 2022 was galore by uh oklu i still actually don't know if it's Oklou or or oklu but um, I would recommend not only listening to this album, but then listening to it nightcord. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh, I hate I, I, I hate... They're doing that now
3: with like albums. Oh, yeah. They'll do the like, sped up versions now on like Spotify and stuff. Thundercat did that. Um a couple other people have done that.
2: Um Well, some of us have to nightcore our music the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. Uh we gotta walk uphill both ways with our, our Ableton Pro. <laughs> and make something 1.25 faster, um, and in the then snow. like maybe also like oh, uh, there's no 666 in outer space. That album is like really old now. It came out 2006 by Hella, um, but it's fun if you want to hear music that sounds like Beyblades in your head. That which like we need a math rock revival. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. People are like bands are definitely they're on their way back if they're not Mm -hmm. already here. And I'm not too here for like instrument music most of the time. I think if you're putting, picking up a guitar, you should probably put it down. Yeah. But I do love math rock and I would love more of that. So everyone get yourselves together. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have only two categories left. Sort of. I thought we have... Television show. Hey. Wait, I thought it was... I'm looking at the sorry. I'm looking at the doc and it says films, we've video got games, television show. We've got films. We do have video games. I'll mm-hmm. I'll say right now. I actually have nothing on my video games list besides validate, which like everyone it's should play. It's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah, the video game. What, what was the? Do you have the worst? Do you have the best? Do you have both? Um, I have I have both. I have a, I have I again. I'm just. I'm I'm doing the Obama
3: thing where I have like a whole list of stuff like that's <laughs> <laughs>
2: why don't we do like one or two because we have oh, yeah. a we got a yeah. couple of categories to knock out yeah with
3: uh with video games I um I really liked uh Dujana this year um it's by Jack King Spooner who's a who's an indie developer he made Sluggish Moors which got really popular with like the Let's Play community because it's so wacky and weird looking but like it's actually like these are like art art games um dujana is um a video game that's about um a muslim woman in a fictional country under like occupation of uh foreign powers um and uh she wants to find out what happened to her husband and daughter and like it kind of does this sort of randomized event with the husband and daughter where either um they're captured by a group of monsters or they are uh shot by a drone um and it's explores like themes of death and um themes of like you know imperialism um and it's also just like it can be really really funny it can be really really sad it's like it's got a lot of it's extremely like mixed media um and it's just got so many like crazy cool twists and turns and i think like because of the reaction to sluggish moors and every like fucking Markiplier and all those people would be like, Whoa, it's so wacky. And it's like cool for my fucking, like, it it just like boosts me in the algorithm to play like a weird meme game. Um, I think Jack kind of responded to that in Dujana by like the beginning of the game, beginning with a video from him. That's like completely randomized. He's made like, he made like eight videos then like you get like one at the beginning of the game. And he's like, most people don't get the secret meaning, like everyone wants to know the meaning of my games and most people don't get the meaning and I'm going to tell you the meaning right now and he'll be like, "It's it, the the meaning of this game is birth or the meaning of this game is death or the meaning of this game is like, uh, has to do with, um, is anti-government or whatever and he's kind of playing with that idea of like, the, like, my work can be translated in multiple different ways and um, like, it's not something that can be pinned down entirely. Um, And I think that it's really, really cool the way that he explores that. I also really liked um, uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Um, I played it for the first time uh, recently and it's sort of, it's again, another like kind of magical realist game um, that's about um, sort of a group of people uh exploring like post apocalyptic um rust belt on like a road trip style adventure but they're also kind of going th- it's they're the rust belt road trip that they're taking is also kind of going through purgatory um really cool game uh really really super meaningful and like it just has this like i f- even though, like, not a lot of it, I would say, was, like, overtly tragic, I just felt this deep sense of, like, sadness Um that just kind of resonated with me throughout the whole thing, and I really, really liked it.
2: Well, my favorite game was Validate. Yeah, also um, Validate. Which everyone, everyone <laughs> should play. I did forget to do Worst Song and Album. I'm going to do it very fast. Mm-hmm. Album? And I only listened to one album this year that I thought was bad, and that was the Taylor Swift album. You've already said everything I feel like that there is to say about it, um, but it was it was really bad. I don't I don't think I've heard anything quite like that in a long time, and I hope I never do again. And uh, I'm sorry to say this to you, Kendall, but mm-hmm. my worst song was "Beg for You" by Charlie XCX. That's um, fair. It was, it's not the best. Was, it's not the best. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I will say, I don't, I mostly listen to music that I like. Mm-hmm. So, like, my worst, it, it's not the worst song ever. But it was, like, one of the few things that I heard this year that I was like, oh, this is, this is not great. Um, and I think that, like, sometimes when an artist interpolates another song that is already really popular and iconic, and they don't do anything like really exciting with it besides essentially covering it. It like leaves me sort of with that feeling where you like think that you're gonna sneeze and then you don't sneeze and you're like, "Damn, I wish I sneezed." Where I'm, I'm starting to just wish that I had heard the uh, song that they're interpolating rather than the 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 like new version of it. And that was how I felt about that. I. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, it's fine. Like, can, we can't all be winners. I thought the rest of that album was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But that, I think that would be my, my worst song. Um, okay. My worst Tell- song of the year. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm just I, trying I to I'm really have... silencing you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: My
3: My worst song of the year. I didn't really have, like, I didn't try to listen to music i didn't like too much um but i will say like you know what i'll give you just a bad song to listen to uh my pal foot foot by the shags the shags were a terrible band uh that were basically three sisters that were put together because their father went to a psychic and the psychic told him that his daughters would be famous so um he made them in a band yeah he made them have you a band and a none bad? of them could like play instruments. And I have the whole album on vinyl and it's Oof. it's a trip. Uh, My pal Foot Foot is like the, the the smash hit off that album and it's awful.
2: Um, you know what's also a bad song is Green Auras, which I think ugh. that we should close this episode <laughs> with. Um, you can take a, take a gander yeah. at who that song is by. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it is someone's son.
0: Yeah.
3: Someone's son, someone notable's son. Um, my least favorite album of the year. Okay. I know that it was released in 2021, but I was very stubborn and I didn't listen to it. Um, because the analysis of it in the media was just so like, you know how like when, um, Carly Rae Jepsen, a good pop, a very, very accomplished pop artist, um, Suddenly got, like, the pitchfork treatment where all these, like, annoying dudes were, like, it's actually, like, really deep for pop music. Like, they did that kind of thing, and they were- everyone was kind of doing that with this album, and so I kind of just put it off. And then I was like, you know what? I want to see what all the fuss is about. So I listened to Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, and listener, I hated it. I thought it was boring, and I didn't understand- why so many people found it so fucking groundbreaking cuz to me that she just there was all this like talk about how she has all these different influences of like pop punk and all this and that and like honestly it just felt like it was plucked directly by like her and like a board of music execs i won't say she wasn't involved
2: but like i got to i got to cut you off <laughs> we are not allowed to slander Olivia Rodrigo on the podcast, (laughs) we are contractually obligated to not slander her because she's like somewhere in, I don't know. My brother knows, maybe is friends with, I can't confirm or deny. I also don't know the details because I don't want to ask, but I- I did say something about not liking her song, and my brother was like, "You cannot say that; like, <laughs> it's gonna get back Sorry. to me, and then I am gonna get unfollowed." And I was like, "I don't think so, Aaron. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> I don't think your friends but, are
3: listening to what is it now? An hour and fifty-six minutes of this? I think yeah, they're, they're
2: definitely de- definitely not. Yeah. But we are not. A, we can only say that she's fine." She's, but we can say it in a tone of voice. Mm -hmm. We can say, ah, that album was my most fine Mm -hmm. album of the year. (laughs) I thought listening to it was fine. Um, (laughs) <laughs> sorry, sorry to silence you yet again, mm-hmm. but this is the the perils of being involved with the famouses. Is you can't, mm-hmm. can't speak your mind anymore. Yeah, you're so sensitive. Anyway, uh, um, films and
3: television.
2: Correct. Okay, let's do television first. Okay, because I have some things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have a least favorite television show because I really did. don't. I don't watch enough tv to have least favorite ones um but i will say as like a broad i'm category that i'm oh you know what actually i'm lying and i'm still watching it i'm not going to stop watching it (laughs) least favorite television show the non-binary gossip girl it is (laughs) so bad i do not watch tv like I will maybe do it like once once a month. But I do actually sit myself down every week on time to watch the non-binary Gossip Girl. And then the whole time I am getting myself upset about how bad it is. And it is, it is actually, it's terrible. I mm-hmm. don't recommend watching it. I'm not enjoying it. I will not stop. Um, but it is really so, so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the other like worst is um any show that came out on Netflix in the past year like any Netflix original oh yeah um, like they all look like they're shot on someone's broken camera well, and they that are. they like reuse the same sets <laughs> they have over a, and over. they have a
3: specific terms and conditions for like um the kinds of cameras they're supposed to use and they're all like red and they're all like, really broken bad. they're all just okay. they're, they're red cameras and they're they're shitty like they're just those shitty shitty cameras so that's why they all yeah. look bad. Like, they, they literally are contractually ob- obligated to film on bad cameras. I'm not kidding you. They're like
2: that's- visually garbage. Like, it, I don't know. They're, they're so ugly to look at. I also think that, like, Netflix is probably now picking its show concepts the same way that it, like, organizes its media, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, um film about uh, uh, like outspoken young woman is popular mm-hmm. um, and also like m- TV show about supernatural teen is popular and then they just like hire some some screenwriters to mash it up mm-hmm. and I, I do th- like I'm not getting this from anywhere, I'm not sharing facts, but I think it's true that probably all of their shows are, like, algorithmically, like, written and decided, and definitely, like, that's how they get cancelled, but, Mm -hmm. um, any show that came out on Netflix in the past year, garbage. You could not make me watch Squid Mm -hmm. Game, you couldn't make me watch what else came out on Netflix that people like. Who fucking knows? Uh, I... Wednesday. this is the other thing Wednesday, you hear about a, a netflix show? show when it's like when it's popular right like when it first comes out there's like a viral collective moment. consciousness no one talks about it yeah. afterwards where Disappears. is squid game now where are the games you hear nothing every netflix show is bad i hope netflix burns into the ground i hated that they fired like a bunch of people with no warning last year, and mm-hmm. ever since then, they've been on my shit list. They've been on my shit list for other reasons besides that, but that was really the final straw for me. I hope that they burn to the ground and collapse, and everything that they make is dog shit, and their legacy will be that they like they make dogs breakfasts, and that's hard, it. Hard, hard agree um, on that
3: front. Um, let's see. One of my favorite shows of this year, as always... Is Riverdale? I feel sometimes like I'm the only one who understands what they're going for because they get on, you get online, and all these people are like, "What is Riverdale so weird? They're just so bad. Like, why are they doing this?" And what you don't realize is that they're doing it on purpose. They are, uh, they are unafraid to reference or not reference. They are completely unafraid to throw anything against the wall, and they are unafraid to torture their actors and never let them leave. I love Riverdale so fucking much. It's kind of embarrassing, um, but also that's kind of the point, isn't it? Um, Riverdale is an experiment in, uh, hu- in humiliation and embarrassment, and also just high, high, high camp. I, from all of my research, and the only one to discover that, uh, Riverdale is, uh, had a whole episode called the raid referencing highly referencing constantly uh an indonesian fight film called the raid um i'm the only one who seems to have noticed this from all of my you know musings on the internet um and it's because i am one insufferable and two no film people are watching riverdale they're not on it, and I want you to. Aren't you a film
2: person? I am. I watch so many
3: one. films. I'm the only okay. one apparently watching Riverdale. Mm. Who's a film person? Because nobody else seems to know what I'm, what they're doing. Um, and I want um, Roberto to know he will always be famous, the creator of Riverdale. Um, it's a wonderful show, and I love it very, very much. I loved Abbott Elementary too. Um, just to, just like uh, I've been waiting for Quinta to have. Um, her moment in the sun, um, and it finally happened, and I think that it is truly one of the, like, it's gonna be considered, I think, um, one of, like, the best comedy shows of, like, this era so far. Um. You know what the, oh, sorry, finish. Yeah, that's- that's pretty much oh. it. Um, okay. I don't know, I- I didn't- I watched a lot of movies, um, Television to me was just kind of a thing that I put on often. Um I did I think you know what I will say this and it's a normie opinion, but I don't care. Um hmm. the newest season of Bob's Burgers was good. And they're taking a tonal shift with the show and they're making it a lot oh, more about Bob's like Bob's Burgers taking a tonal
2: shift. They are, <laughs> they are. are you a um, And I think it's neat. Are you a um an Elaine or a I am or a, a Bob. I think you're thinking of Linda, and I am I am Linda Kenny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I don't have anything to say about Bob's Burgers. Um, but okay, television shows that I thought were good. Like I said, don't watch a lot of TV, but I will say you know what the best way to watch television is is on your 2010 laptop. You mm-hmm. type in one, two, three movies, and then you go look for the name of the show that you want to watch, and you click out of all those little pop-ups, and then you... <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't click it. them. You, you, you close them this time. Well, because you're trying to watch the okay, show, okay. Um, unless, unless they're interesting to you, but you have uh-huh, to uh-huh. leave the show then in the small screen because if you try to make it bigger, then you'll just get more pop-ups. Um, and then you sit in a dark room, um, like probably on your bed and then that's how you watch television. Whenever people tell you to get like a high definition, like 4K um, Amazon Fire Stick, Roku television, like don't listen to them. Mm-hmm. They are trying to let instruments of the state into your home. Mm-hmm. Your television is first and foremost, a tool of surveillance. And the only way that you can get around being surveilled by Big Brother, who is on your TV, is by watching television on your laptop. And by typing in <laughs> the name of the show and then free online. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that is Go the it, only folks. way mm-hmm. that you can protect your privacy. Make sure to use Bing um, or DuckDuckGo. Um hmm, yes. So but I so what did I watch? Mm -hmm. on my laptop in 360p this year that i thought was good um i really enjoyed interview with the vampire i don't think that i I need to say anything about it because there's probably been a lot of reviews already but it like takes the subtext of the everyone is gay Mm -hmm. um and it makes it very text Text, which i think like benefits the story a lot um and it's also like fun to watch um and like you probably already know this but uh louis is like his character is changed to be a black man in new orleans instead of like a whiny like french guy with the plantation and i think that that really benefits the story too um and it's just like it's fun it's fun to watch they have sex and then they hover off the ground when they come because they're vampires. And it's like that's Hell, cool. Yeah. Um, no need for a raw mm-hmm. bed when you can just lift off the surface you, like you that. You cannot be uh, <laughs> turning the phrase raw bed into something common.
3: Please, for what my, else, what else would it for be? For my mental
2: health. I need that to not become a thing. Um my runner-up is actually a Netflix show which is Neo-Yokio, but it's like twenty seventeen Netflix. There's no way that Netflix is going to renew the show even though like if they had any sense of justice they would. It has been like my favorite television show (laughs) since twenty seventeen when it came out. It's so good. It is like exactly my sense of humor. And I feel, I feel like I'm Kaz Khan.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, absolutely! I, I feel like me and Kaz Khan—we have a you lot don't in common, which this is big that Toblerone. I, we're like, we love luxury. We're only communists like when it's beneficial to us. We're trendsetters. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have friends. Uh-huh. We love Italian beverages. Um, blonde guys are obsessed with us like I mean me and Kescom we've got a lot in common um the other movie that I or sorry movie film time okay haha wouldn't it be funny though if I said (laughs) Goncharov? if I was like my favorite movie is Goncharov. my favorite movie is Is that joke over
3: (laughs) I think the joke is over but not in my heart um I thought that was a fun moment did you say movies I did did say, you I haven't said movies, movies yet. What movies you like?
2: I haven't said movies All right, yet. I'll I'll pass it along to you. Yeah. Movie time. Um hi. I I'm going go
3: with <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the uh I'm going to start with the ones that um came out this year and that's uh Tar. It really is it's it's worth the hype, everybody. Gay people will see a movie where very little happens and they'll go, "Holy shit. Like my my fucking dick and balls exploded." and it's true tar tar was very Mm. good tar was really really fucking good um that's all i have to say about tar it's worth it it's worth the hype it's true um it's one of those
2: like brunette movies i feel like not in like a bad way but like a brunette movie a la like not in uh content but like thematically like possession Mm. you know where it's like like women are like they're terrible Mm. and we're all like good good for you yeah and isn't this fun to watch and also you're a glamorous brunette Mm -hmm. um not something you would know about since you drink all that whole milk (laughs) that makes your hair so gold and shiny god okay and my my second favorite film
3: um from this year has to be uh we're all going to the world's fair um it's a you can find it on like hbo max now if you have a streaming account or you can go to one two three movies and see if you can find it um it's um a movie about um this girl who um this like teen girl who is participating in an online uh challenge um that is like sort of taking a turn for the worse and you can't really tell if like um just her relationship to like the internet and isolation is causing her to um become mad or if it's the the challenge game itself that is kind of like taking over and possessing her it's a psychological horror movie it's like very indie um and it i think is a really challenging and cool piece that kind of explores like the internet in a way that i think is um really fun to watch um two movies i watched that weren't from this year uh the exterminating angel this movie's so fun i think that everyone should watch it um it's an old movie (laughs) i forget the like what year because it's not in front of me but anyway um it's a movie about um a party of like wealthy aristocrats i believe in um spain who um wake up after the party and they can't they just physically can't nothing is blocking their way um, but they physically can't leave the room that they're in um, and people also can't come in to rescue them so um, they start going like mad and it's, it's uh, fun and it's a really biting satire um, I think it's really good uh, then I watched Three Women I'm not going to spoil Three Women uh, I think everyone should just see Three Women um, Sissy Spacek Shelley Duvall really good and Red Shoes just made me realize uh, how much I, f- like, just gave me more ammo to hate Darren Aronofsky. I hate him so much.
2: Oh, I, hope he I dies. love the Red Shoes. That's the one Red Shoes of my favorite movies. It's so good. It's Elite. so good. Love it. You know who likes that movie? Uh, who? <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Yeah.
3: Good old Martin.
2: The king. He's always um, on our side. He really He is. made Goncharov.
3: He made Goncharov. Um...
1: When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Walter. When I hit the smoke, I feel like a dope. dope. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And yeah, I smoke high because I'm blowing clouds. When I'm getting high, then it's time to smoke. When I'm smoking loud, then it's time to blow clouds.
2: After that, oh, okay. So after that <laughs> short break, um, I hope that you're mm. enjoying this long ass episode. We've got some good ideas for 2023 Mm -hmm. but now it's my turn to talk about the world of films something that people might not know about me is that I don't watch a lot of movies um (laughs) I'm not I'm not a big uh I know this visual media consumer I sort of I hate I hate looking at things um I hate short form video I hate video essays I don't think I hate films, but I hate filmmakers. Um, television is fine. When I went to art school, which I didn't, I did as a child. Um, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. we had a teacher who had won an Oscar, and he got all of the Oscar nomination screenings every year um, because he had to vote on his picks. And then we would do like a school-wide vote and um, pick the selections for the different movies. And no one ever listened to me when I was like, we should pick like the funniest option of, of the ones available um, as his nomination. And they always were like, we have to pick the, the best film. And they didn't even. I remember like, you know that silent movie that was like the, the artist or what was it called? Oh I yeah, the it, art- was, it was called was, like the artist, super yeah. hacky, and it did win. It's terrible, um, but everyone else <laughs> in school was like, "This was it. This is the best movie," and no one wanted to listen to me. And that's when I knew that I was put on this earth to be an iconoclast and break barriers. Um, mm-hmm. But since since then, I have I have I don't keep up really too much with with the new releases, um, and so I think in in lieu of choosing a new film, a film that came out this year, I'm going to share with you an idea that I have um, for okay. a film that maybe... It's it's a free idea. Anyone can write it. Um, as you know, the Fast and Furious franchise is coming to an end, but I don't think it needs to mm-hmm. be the end for the franchise itself But can maybe just be like a, a chapter ending on the series. And I have an idea... To kind of bring it into into the new the new year, although I think probably we have like one more that's coming before it's before it's over, and they should yeah. spell it yeah. fast ten like F A S one zero Furious, yeah. yeah but yeah. I don't think that they're gonna do it. Um, but after I see that vision after that, here's here's mm-hmm. what I've got cooking: And okay. all transgender Fast and Furious so this is this is how it begins yes our main character is like late 20s early 30s um rock star and she's she's rocking out on the stage and she's not she's not like a little like teeny bopper olivia rodrigo type rock star she's like a real musician like pete Mm um she's she's on stage playing to an adoring crowd when she sees in the crowd none other than Vin Diesel and she looks at him and he looks at her and she's like uh 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 and when the show comes to a close (laughs) lo and behold backstage Vin Diesel is there and she goes I don't want to hear it I'm not interested before he even speaks and he's like come on I've got my own life now he's like come on what do you mean and she's like I put all of that Street racing life behind me. I only did it when I had to in order to make money. But look at me now. I don't need that. That's not my life. And he's like, "Listen, just hear me out. <laughs> You're gonna want to hear about this. <laughs> hear me out." And she's like, "Well, one less right, job, right?" And she's like, "Well, out of out of respect." I'll listen to you mm-hmm. but you're not changing my mind but he he does change her mind because the job is a heist and the heist is on the uh like state insurance building of pennsylvania uh like the health insurance like s- state mm-hmm, company mm-hmm. and of course she's she's a philadelphia rock star obviously right. she's a feature in the right. the local Philly music scene like all good musicians are um mm-hmm. so she's she's got her own experience and opposition to the state health nonsense of, of of Pennsylvania they've they've caused her some problems over the days and she's like you're right i am interested But I have one stipulation: I put together my own team.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're making like a combination Fast and Furious, Ocean, and Triple X, like Triple X. Okay, okay, Um, so it's all three movies combined. Yeah, so she
2: she puts together her own team, and we're gonna break some barriers here because I feel like the uh, like tech person like the hacker is either like a really hot woman like you wouldn't expect it it's like oh like look you didn't think that like a hot girl could be good with computers and it's like playing with a stereotype or it's just like your run-of-the-mill like dork I guess and so Mm -hmm. our hacker character is gonna be a really hot trans guy who. Dresses exactly like Matthew Lillard from Hackers. Like, he's not, okay, like, he's yes. not like a tech dork. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, he got into the the street racing hacking world by mm-hmm. by watching hackers hacking Teslas and, going, and GPS. And going, Damn, he's just like me and be- becoming <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Um, we're also going to have on this team, like, a hot. Um, girl who's like a like an influencer type um who like used to do some drag racing on on the side um not anymore but she does it as a favor um I'm not totally sure what all the other characters should be um but I think that there needs to be there needs to be a team of like five or six and any good team has like the brains, the brawn, the wild card, the comic relief. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And I don't know, like a fifth person, like who's who's sort of just there. Maybe the the mm-hmm. romantic interest or something. But it's also important that all yeah. of these people, they hate each other. Like our main character mm-hmm. is friends with all of them and she puts them on this team because they're, they're the best in the game. But... <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they're the best in the biz. <laughs> uh, but they don't like each other. They like they know each other from different things, and they've all they've all got issues with each other. It it maybe they were all mm-hmm. in the same polycule at once. Not sure. Uh, they might have lived in a queer house together at some point, but they queer co op. But collective. they do not like each other. They only like the main mm-hmm. character. So, like any good okay. Fast and Furious movie, this is sort of about about family right and so mm-hmm. they become this time found family be, well, that's what the other fast and furious is about too. i mean yeah but like but like in in a gay way this time that's what know? the other fast and furious is about too have you not seen okay the you scenes know fair, between fair. Fair. and paul walker I, also the car I forget
3: my isn't paul walker supposed to be his brother no Hold no. On.
2: paul <laughs> walker marries his sister which is obviously like you know he's got to do that so it's like a degree also, away. Also, the car right, right, in the Fast and Furious is like both a representation of the womb because it's like the place where everyone feels like the safest and like most themselves, mm-hmm. and like nothing in the world can like <laughs> cause them harm. But it's also it's also a dick because it's like right. where they make their mark yeah. on on no, and everything it- else, and it's like. It's it's a penis obviously, and it's the car is a a dick and the car is a womb. The Fast and Furious Mm -hmm. is already gay and about found family. Mm -hmm. This one will be a little bit like that, but also a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if you remember. It seems like you're not that well versed in the Fast and Furious universe. But in the first movie, I've seen all of them. I just well, you've forgotten. (laughs) I think you're the scholar. Paul Walker's character is an undercover cop. And that's, like, kind of mm-hmm. the huge, like, third quarter betrayal. Um, is it called a third quarter in a film? Like, third act, sure. I think, that's would be. the big third yeah. act betrayal, um, where Vin Diesel's like, I thought that you were my brother, but the whole time you were working for the opposition. So in this movie, we're going to find out that one of our characters... Maybe we'll play the stereotypes here, maybe it'll be. maybe it'll be the they them, who um, like drives a really small car. They drive a really small car really fast. Um, and it turns out that they never needed the money for street racing. And in fact, not only are they wealthy, but their father is the executive of the insurance company like uh, but they're still doing a heist on their dad and it's like they they yeah, they're like fuck my dad but it, it's something that everyone finds out like towards the middle and they're they're shocked they feel betrayed and it's, our, yeah, it's the big our conflict. character yeah. leaves uh because they can't handle the pressure but then they come back because they're like you know what I owe, I owe it to you all um i think some tie-ins to the previous fast and furious franchise would be important so one i think would be that like maybe in one of the racing scenes they race um and the race is like set to a ludicrous song so it's sort of like a like a subtle callback some ideas that i have about casting is that i think the executive of the uh like insurance company should be adam sandler in a like a dramatic Mm -hmm. villainous role um i think angela bassett should like she should play some some character. Maybe she could oh, yeah. be like the mini boss that sets us up for like the second movie. Um, mm-hmm. But this is, it's a work in progress. I'm also like not a screenwriter, so free idea. But that was the best movie that I heard of or saw in the year 2022. <laughs> um, and it came to you in a it, dream. And it, it was... It did. It did. I was just thinking like... Yeah. We could really use more Fast and Furious movies Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we could use more women in movies. I support women in movies. People are always talking about strong female characters. What about a strong female character who's bringing back scene music? And it's taking the street racing mm-hmm. world by storm, but she's kind of like a reluctant, a reluctant hero that's also kind of like this, the matriarch of the family. Right? The way that Vin Diesel is the patriarch of the family, the patriarch like positive, right. yeah. Her name yeah. could even no, be I something that like ties in to like Vin Diesel's name, so that it's like a continuation. But I'm mm-hmm. not really, there's not that much that you can do with Vin. Like Right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Violet? That doesn't really work. Um, so, actually, <laughs> you, know you could what? do Violet. I think that she could have a, a different kind of first name, but her last name should be Fuel. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other movie that I would like to recommend that I um, I watched this year, it was not the first time that I watched it, but I, th- I think it is a really good film. Um, and I... Feel like I don't see um, enough like media sort of covering this perspective. This movie is called "The Jihad for Love." Um, there's a short film that comes before it called "In the Name of uh, Allah," and it was a documentary filmed in two thousand or like it premiered in two thousand eight, and uh, I believe it was the like first ever film that premiered like worldwide on Islam and homosexuality. And it is about uh, different gay and trans people in the Middle East and also uh, South Africa who are, like, experiencing oppression on the basis of their sexuality, like, in the countries that they live in. But then also, like, sort of dealing with this unwanted imposition that if they, like, were to leave their country and like apply for refugee status, that they would have to take on these labels that don't really have any meaning to them. And are like, you know, like the the label gay Mm -hmm. or even like transgender or like bisexual, like all of those like come out of like our Western context and are like, uh, words that people, I mean, in our case too are like words that were assigned first, um, two people right. and then people chose to um, name themselves that. But it, I think, feels like even more of an imposition when it's like you're dealing with both, like, oppression within your own country, you're dealing with the reality of, like, the colonial present that's, like, in your in your life as a result of imperialism. Um, and then if you want, like, help, you have to seek refuge from these like western institutions that are often the reason um that these attitudes even exist in Mm -hmm. your country to like to the extent that they do um and then you also have to like take westerners terms for yourself that don't fit like how you see yourself or like how you want to be seen in order to like access any help um and I thought it was like good for like good for what it was first and just like I think that that's like an an, an important perspective that should be seen. Um, and I also thought that it was really good in light of like the conversations that I feel like people in the West continue to like have ad nauseum right now about like what label is the best label and like what fits your very specific experience perfectly or like is someone identifying themselves correctly based on what you think they are and I um am not opposed to like someone looking for a term that matches how Mm -hmm. they want to be seen but I think that it is really important to like remind ourselves that these like Ideas uh, are malleable. They are like very specific to the the time and the place that we're in, and it doesn't strike me as like a good use of anyone's time to um, like fight over who has the right to identify as what. Um, if you don't think that they're doing it correctly or like needing to create like 5,000 like micro labels to fit your experience like exactly as it is like I think that for people in places where these like words are totally an imposition like they're going to feel even more um like the fit isn't quite right but the reason that it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good to a lot of people uh here is also because like these words were invented to describe behaviors and are not like uh inherent uh things that just like come out of nowhere like it is it is just at the end of the day like a label um and instead Mm -hmm. You know, what the film like shows us also is like that that what matters more is like solidarity with people that have the same experience as you and also people who have an experience that's different from yours, but like the root of the oppression is the same and finding ways to show that support. And what I found interesting was that um like none of the or none of the subjects of the film really wanted to leave and like most of them made the attempt to stay Uh, where they were, like, despite um, fear of, like, incarceration or persecution or, like, um, political and, like, interpersonal violence, Um, which is, like, that's also true for what people experience here and in other, like, Western places. But I think it, like, speaks to the, the value of having a community and that, like, sometimes that is even more important than having a guarantee of safety and so it, it you know I think just like makes me ask mm-hmm. myself like what it is that we can do to foster like a community that people can feel like relatively safe in here rather than getting into silly little arguments what if right. we did stuff you know yeah what if we did I stuff? think we should do stuff getting
3: into to stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> That happened in real life. Ooh, um, good work. I think you know we we try not to stay current here on on big three naturals. Um, it's not our prerogative. We could we could However, be, but
2: it's really hard. We could be. It's but, hard, and we don't but like. My Kendall to. has uh drugs now, so we might we might be more current than we were before. We'll see. <laughs> Listeners, take note. See if you see an uptick in our overall productivity. Mm-hmm. Starting this episode, and yes, that'll be the uh, one person focus group on whether or not ADHD <laughs> medication works. <laughs> Let us know is Kendall's medication working? What do you think? Yeah, is it working? <laughs> Send us an
3: email. <laughs> do I see? Do I seem more upbeat and happy? Hmm. Send us an email anyway. <laughs> Do we try not to stay too relevant, um, or not? We don't try to, but we're we're. It's not our prerogative to stay, you know, to to report on current events. Um, but we'd like to reflect on our favorite world event that happened uh, this past year. Mine, you know what? I after some deliberation, I was originally going to say the Queen dying because I just think that I had been anticipating. Like her death for a while, for a multitude of reasons. One being, I just like, I think it really pointed out the artifice of the country, um, and how, and how just the pomp and circumstance really just, you know, uh, the pomp and circumstance of colonialism really overshadows, uh, their entire legacy. Like they can't, they just cannot catch a break on being, um, literally made up
2: and not real. I don't have um, anything original to say about that woman like I'm sure that someone else yeah. has already said this, but it is absolutely bonkers to me that she would be like and and her and uh god what's that brunette's name? Kate, right? Oh, Kate. Um and Middleton. Sure. And yeah. like the I think other characters Charles Mm -hmm. and so on. Oh yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not like a
3: Royals, like, I'm not up to date on them. I'm just saying,
2: all of them, they are, at any moment in time, wearing like, millions of dollars in jewelry that was like, acquired by significant global Mm -hmm. violence. And, despite like, literally like, dripping in diamonds, they always look so mid. They look, it's so mm-hmm. like worse than mid, but not so bad, even that it's like interesting to point out how bad mm-hmm. it is. It's just like you look boring. And mm-hmm. I think that's very that boring. That and that's an insult. Is, it is an insult to me and to my people um, and to other mm-hmm. people around the world who have been affected uh, and continue to bear the pain of the legacy of British colonialism and the sun will set on the British Empire one day. If you 3D print me a gun, I believe that I could help make it happen. Um, we're probably, I think it's probably on its last legs. I can't see. Yeah, no. This, I can't see that's, people that's I mean about is that shit the, for much longer. The funeral,
3: the funeral truly, I think, was kind of like Britain's last gasp. The way that it played out, they had a, a record low in terms of attendance, despite like the lines that it took to see what I assume to be an empty box. Um, like I don't think she's really fucking in there, being carted around all over the place. Um, you think she's alive? They like in, like Elvis? No, no, <laughs> no. But I don't think she's like. Being, I don't think they're carting around her co- her real coffin, fucking everywhere, all across. like weeks on end um but anyway they they had record low attendees uh that year i think the like out of like any royal funeral like regardless of like whatever i think um and it just like was it was a very ridiculous clown show that the rest of the world found very cringe you know what the english
2: Um, mean not that like america Is setting such a great example But I was trying to think Mm -hmm. like We totally have the same Kinds of people That the English Mm -hmm. do Where they're just like gaga Over the royal family Even though no one is paying their bills To like get on the internet Mm -hmm. And like Call Meghan Markle racial slurs Like they're just (laughs) doing that Out of the the goodness of their heart They're doing it for fun Um (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so like who are those people for us and what like what did they have in place of the royal family um, mm-hmm. and so I have I have a couple suggestions. Number one, I know that people in the non-united States don't they don't like American football they don't have it mm-hmm. I know that they have like rugby which is like maybe similar, but I think that they actually do need football i think that they need mm-hmm. the eagles because um, they're the sort of like religious <laughs> you want to make the eagles a like a like a globe tr- a harlem globe trotter is like international think, team you no know, they can't be an international team they're philadelphia go birds mm. um but i think okay. the like religious like kind of fervor like that mm-hmm. surrounds football fandom is probably mm-hmm. a good place to transfer over um, a fixation on, All that on the royal family. Right. That being said, mm-hmm. football is not a good sport to play for anyone that has um, like a h- human anatomy um, and like a brain protected by a skull um, or people that care about people with human anatomy. So we're going to have to phase out football eventually. I, I hope yes. that that also gets phased out in our, in our lifetimes, and, but yeah. I think that for now, the fix could be to transfer the energy of the English, um, rather than over like a man with a receding hairline, get them all mm-hmm. into the Eagles, and then once okay. they're there, we'll have to figure out what to do with all of them next. Um, maybe mm-hmm. we can. Come They're all up with A new sport, but the other thing I feel like that America has um, that maybe we can like that maybe the British can come up with their own version of this, or the English can. Um, I that they, you know, like I feel like they they love the like the legacy, right? That where it's like, oh, like oh, yeah. they've been around for ages. So what they can do is make up people because we have. Mm-hmm. Johnny Appleseed, who I think, as far as I know, he picked some apples, then he gave them out. American legend. Yep. <laughs> There's, like, Paul, Paul Bunyan, Bunyan, who chopped down some trees. Big, just and, big and dude. Just a large. big guy who chopped and down trees. Yeah, he was large. tells children the stories about this big guy <laughs> that was large. Um, and then the other guy mm-hmm. that gave out apples everywhere. And it sort of mm-hmm. creates this feeling of, like, a continuous like long-standing history that we have these sort of like figures that have stood the test of time that have taken on um the the image of of legend so why don't the, the English come up with like uh maybe there's a guy
3: folk hero yeah, yeah.
2: a guy who mm, what do British people do they like what are, what do they Drink do tea. no that's that's not a personality trait um ride ride bicycles you know um, i want mean to say um, there should be a english person that like always carry they always carried around an umbrella cuz they always knew when it was going to rain and that is their tall tale it's like that they could tell when it was going to rain and they always had an umbrella mm-hmm, ready mm-hmm. and they were they were around uh 400 years ago and maybe even we can say and that's how we got the umbrella because of lady umbrella um and that could be that could be one of their things um it doesn't need to be that interesting of a tall tale because as far as i know all of the american ones are just like he was a guy and then he walked around and then everyone called him like F- freddy freddy flowers freddy two toes yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's got two toes <laughs>
3: um My, you know what what yeah no like i i do think that they need a folk hero but i also want to bring up the fact that i think they do have sherlock holmes i guess mm. is like but he's not like just a guy he like did things yeah so yeah
2: that and that's also like too recent. It needs to be something Mm -hmm. where people are like, long ago when your grandfather's grandfather had a grandfather and he was a little boy, there was a guy <laughs> named Freddy Two Toes, and he only had two toes. But whenever he came to town, he did a dance, and he did his dance on on both of his toes. And then he left mm-hmm. in in the middle of the night without saying a thing. Um, <laughs> Sometimes little little children can hear him tapping away on on his on their roofs. But I think that's still a, too American, because I think Americans love mm-hmm. like a. Uh, I feel like the the, the trickster character (laughs) that, like, came out of the, like, African-American, like, storytelling tradition, like, Mm -hmm. has really um, been embraced by everyone, maybe not to, like, the same degree, but, like, I think everyone likes to hear a story about a guy, a guy that got away with it, Mm -hmm. and so probably the English one needs to be, like, someone that was always polite.
3: yeah. Yeah, the English don't like people who get away with things. Their their monocles start popping out, and they're like... Oh. <laughs> yeah,
2: they they only like it when you get away with things if you do it in the name of the British Empire, but you can't just be a, a regular old nobody mm-hmm. with no holdings yeah. and getting away with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no good. You, <laughs> you gotta be
3: super polite and nice all the time. Um... And that just, like I guess, made people like fall in love with him or whatever.
2: You know what um, they need over there is they need a happy lights. I lived in Olympia, Washington, so I know what it's like when you're somewhere that's dark and cold and you're not mm-hmm. getting enough sunlight. You get seasonal affective yep. depression. And that's, that yeah. is why they're all like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You need some vitamin D pills and you need uh, one of those happy mm-hmm. lamps or sad lamps. I called sad I think limbs because they're, the they're happy. They're happy, happy
2: limbs because they're making you happy.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, the other world event that I enjoyed this year was, um, but not quite enough. Um, it kind of that's why it kind of got lower on the list. Is um, Bolsonaro almost dying multiple times and then uh, losing? But now he's in. The, I just kind of wish he room. died for real. Yeah. N- now he's in the minion room, and I'm I'm delighted that yeah. that was. I, I just got a real chuckle out of that. The only reason it's lower is because, unlike the Queen, he didn't have the balls to just actually die. He's
2: going to keep coming um, really close to death. He's going to be microdosing mm-hmm. death, like, forever. <laughs> Maybe he'll get, like, I know. really coked up in Orlando and his heart will give out. We'll have to wait oh, and see. Fingers crossed. If you're in what are, Orlando... What are your favorite? If you're in Orlando mm-hmm. and you have the ability to sell Bolsonaro Coke... You should do it, and yeah. I'm not telling you to do put it. anything in it. But no. But if I were to tell not. you to do that, maybe you would follow through on that advice. Um, mm-hmm. I think a general world event that really it really pleased me was any time Kamala Harris opened her mouth and just like <laughs> absolute like. N- Zan- first time listeners of the Zanned pod, nonsense <laughs> came
0: out.
3: I first time listeners of the pod might not know this, but Virgil loves
2: Kamala I Harris. I love her. She's half as good, and getting t- twice as much. It's incredible. It's a. It's a. They're a real Harris head. <sighs> I like. I don't know. I think that I would like to try whatever cocktail of drugs that she's on. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it's like, really, she, she failed upwards so hard by becoming vice president. Like she is one of the diversity hires of 2020, where (laughs) everyone was like, oh, shit, like, oh, shit, we got to put a black person on our team. And it just so happened that like, Joe Biden was one of those people that needed a black person Mm -hmm. on his team at the exact right moment. But there are not that many, like, prominent um, black politicians in the United States with like years of experience under their belt that also wouldn't create controversy for dear Joe Brandon Mm -hmm. and so he ended up with a woman that came in fifth place in her own state because there was just like there was really no one that could fit that that position like and meet the requirements that he set out for them (laughs) So that's how she got that job, and then she has taken her time in there to just be like so loopy. She's mm-hmm. she's asleep. She's she's laughing she's like out a of madman. her mind. <laughs> she is she's really Jokerified herself. Venn diagrams. She's mm-hmm. speaking in a French accent when she talks to French people. She's singing the wheels on the bus like. I thought that she was going to really, like, take charge as vice president and, like, sort of make, like, be, like, a Cheney type and make it seem like yeah, everyone make knows her. that she's the one that's really driving the wheels on the bus, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that, like, when Joe falls down the stairs and he can't, he can't be president anymore, like, that she would be primed to take over. And I was not looking forward to that because she's a... She, she, Yeah, she's a cop. She's a ghoul. And, um, and a ghoul. But instead of, I don't know, like using using her time. She's on to Jimmy Buffett a- Island yeah, she's, time. She, she's so, she's just, she's just out there. Every moment she's of She's wasting day. away in Margaritaville. I'm like truly, like I've never
3: seen someone kind of embody like the Parrot Head, like ethos in such a high level of office. Like, I feel like she's completely on island. Because I know (laughs) now
2: that there's no chance that she's going to be president. I guess maybe I should, like, Mm -hmm. knock on some wood while I say that. But she was was severely disliked before she was vice president. She got in there by the skin of her teeth. And I don't think that she's, like making her she's not endearing herself anymore more she... people now so she sort of neutralized that threat for me and now what i get to do is sit back and enjoy the performance she really started
3: her win like letting everybody know exactly what she was going to be like with the bizarre phone call to joe um you know we did it joe is truly an iconic moment i think in political history now because it really set the tone, I think, for the rest of her term. Yeah. Venn diagrams really was like the highlight of the year.
2: You have made... The Venn diagram is the poor man's dialectic. Because yeah. a dialectic mm-hmm. is when there's two things. There's no reason to mm-hmm. throw a third thing in there, but that's what liberals love. No, no. They love third ways. They love, they love third positions. Third they love a third thing. They like to be in the middle of the road. So mm-hmm. that's why the Venn diagram is the poor... The anti-intellectuals dialectic mm-hmm.
3: right love that um I think collectively our worst world event moment um is gonna be probably Roe v Wade and then I don't know what I like, I don't know everything else
2: <laughs> yeah you know that that was like, pretty bad put it all in
3: one that was pretty bad put it all in one category low, low point yeah. for
2: the year for sure it wasn't great mm-hmm. didn't make me happy um what else happened that was yeah, uh, bad? I don't know. Probably some other, uh, like, probably lots everything. of other things, I guess. <laughs> Fucking everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I
3: I don't, I think I, you know what? I want to start the year off on a good note. I don't want to think about what happened last year. Let's, let's put it all behind us, gang. I'm like that lady in the meme with the bag and the stairs. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I'm putting it behind me do you me. want to
2: make maybe some resolutions for other people like what could people do yes, to make because... 2023 a good year
3: yeah cause here's the thing we don't need to make resolutions cause we're perfect we don't need to change um but other people need to make resolutions and I did have a
2: list let me get that up oh it's so surprising um, that you came with the list I also made a list what a spontaneous oh, wow. coincidence oh, oh my god
3: <sighs> anyway um my list includes um obviously gatekeep more i want everyone to be gatekeeping more i want everyone to keep things um that they like uh off the internet and i want people to stop talking about their job things that will get them fired on the internet it's for your own good stop including yourself uh, like your whole face and your name badge In a video and talk about like literal patient confidentiality, or just like stop, just stop talking about things that'll get you fired on the internet.
2: What if... Like, just don't like, do it. What if um, you got into a car accident and you needed a heart transplant and your boyfriend was standing mm-hmm. there next to you at the hospital bed and, and, told, and he told you that he loved you and that he was always going to love you and he would always be there for you and you woke up after you got your heart transplant and your boyfriend wasn't there anymore, like you thought he was always going to be and you were like, where is he? And the nurse was like, who, who do you think gave you the heart? But she was also filming it and doing a little dance while she said that to you. How would you
3: react? H- hitting the hitting the woe. Um, I'd get up with my with the strength of my boyfriend's heart um beating inside of me and I'd choke her out. Uh that's what I would do. Um the, the second thing, um, I want everyone to learn how to actually talk to people in public. A lot of you go around, you wear your silly little outfits now that you came up with in COVID, and then you're like, it's so weird that people want to stop and talk to me about my outfit. Or it's so weird that like, you you go around and you call yourself a leftist and you can't even fucking talk to your goddamn neighbor. Go talk to somebody, learn how to make your own doctor's appointment, order fucking food at a restaurant for real, and learn how to talk to people. Grow up. That's what I want you to do.
1: Uh Everyone got-
2: addicted they they became mm-hmm. like hamsters with the, the the water that has the sugar in it um with these like delivery apps and then they get on the mm-hmm. internet and they go oh my god why does it cost 40 dollars to order a single slice of pizza on uber eats why Are you ordering a single slice (laughs) of pizza on Uber Eats? I get that we like needed to live this way during lockdown, but I know that you're Mm -hmm. going out in the world and doing things with people. Like, I know you're not just sitting in your house with your mask on, like disinfecting your mail. (laughs) Sitting inside (laughs) with your mask on. Alone. (laughs) This is how some people live. You know, they live in They Mm -hmm. live in fear.
0: They
2: they mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they sit I, inside I really with their mask on and they they there put hand sanitizer amount, like, over their doorknob um, and they order there is a, a certain amount size where of people I feel like,
3: yeah there is a certain amount where I I get the sentiment of like some people just being like they they feel an instinct from somebody on the street and they you know want to walk the other way or they're kind of like scared of being confronted by other people um, because all they see online is fucking public you know, freakouts and is that fucking you can weird go, shit.
2: You can go to the restaurant and pick up, like yeah. everyone, you know, what everyone I, what lets I'm you saying, pick up food. Don't get Uber Eats and also call the restaurant and see like, if they have a delivery service. A lot of them do. Mm-hmm. You can save yourself so much money. And I think mm-hmm. that we, we need to, as a society, <laughs> when we see like $15 in fees Tacked on to use, we an say app. no. We <laughs> say fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'll walk ten mm-hmm. minutes to get my slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll talk well, to the person just... at the counter and I'll say mm, one yeah. slice of pizza, please, and they'll go, oh, nice haircut. And then you know what you forget you forget about the interaction afterwards. Mm-hmm. If the person at the counter Here's is rude to you, you can move on. If they're rude to you,
3: there are people out in the world that can like hurt you sure and i'm one But of i think them. a lot of people have become yeah <laughs> but i think a lot of people have become way too scared of the idea of being hurt that they don't um because of covid and because of everything else that they don't go out in public at all and then they um, have the audacity to act like they uh know things about the world well, and that they under and that they me. understand the world more than you I don't know if it's tr- and when they go online and go in their silly little arguments yeah. and what i'm saying is that I think if you are going to call yourself like somebody who is concerned with like community,
2: and but what if you're not? Uh, what if they're just like haters?
3: Yeah. Well, if you're a hater, then stay inside. Okay. But I think if you want to, if you want to concern yourself with community, you unfortunately are going to have to learn the very hard lesson that you will have to talk to your neighbors, mm. and you're going to have to talk to the people around you, um, and that's something that I think. Uh, I get told very often that I'm being, like, ableist or whatever the fuck because I'm telling people to just, like, just, you have to get over the hump of, like, having an awkward conversation with someone in public and just becoming unbothered by it. I think it's an important life skill for you to learn. And I think all of you should learn how to do it. Go outside. I feel
2: like there's definitely, like, some truthfulness to what you're saying. I feel reluctant Mm -hmm. to, like, blame so much of it on... The pandemic when i know that like a lot of people didn't really like lock down during lockdown so the amount of time that people like actually spent inside and isolated um was like marginal Mm -hmm. but i do think that um as like technology progresses it is easier to and easier to like if you feel uncomfortable having a, a kind of interaction or Going through a kind of experience, like bypassing that obstacle by throwing some money at it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, if you want to order food, I don't know what mm-hmm. is it like seven or eight years ago, probably that you uh, most places if if you had DoorDash or Uber Eats in your area um, wasn't it like wasn't on all of them. And uh, you probably would have to just, like, call someone to order food. Like, it just was not an interaction that you could bypass unless you were maybe asking a friend to do that for you. But now, if you want to, you can throw, like, $30 at the problem and avoid, like, an anxiety-inducing social interaction. Or, like, going to the grocery store, like, having someone shop for your groceries has existed for a while was definitely like a luxury service until Mm -hmm. the pandemic like accelerated the uh like access to that technology and the willingness of people to like pay for it um and now it is like a way where if like you want to bypass the obstacle maybe even like the obstacle isn't your anxiety but just like that you don't feel like you have the time like you can get someone to do that for you and uh I think it's like I don't know. It's, it's fine sometimes if you want to chuck money at a problem, but I think it is important to do a little, a little check-in and ask yourself, do I have skills? um -hmm. like (laughs) do i scurry to the door like an animal in the night when my delivery person like drops off my food at the door and rings the (laughs) doorbell and runs away like or (laughs) am i capable of saying hello to someone um Like, <laughs> can can I shop for groceries um, if I'm mm-hmm. physically able to? Or do I get overwhelmed by the different kinds of cereal that they have now? There's too many kinds of cereal. And then I end up Way too spending many. all my money on cereal. And then I go home and I've spent $100 on cereal, no no milk. And <laughs> now that's all I have to eat because I couldn't do it. Like Exactly. I... I think that like it you know it's just easy for all of us to like go without learning new skills in a lot of different aspects of our life and also to go without like um honing and maintaining the skills that we do have we talk about this a lot on the podcast like in relationship to like people's um, tech literacy where either you don't have it at all because you never needed to learn it or you've like lost it because you haven't needed to use it and I think it is just like something that we should all be reminding ourselves to do is just you know do a little little check in with the, the empty space in your head um, and you say hey can I do stuff and if you can't do stuff mm. it's okay but then you have to figure out how to, how to do some stuff. Like what do you, what steps do you need to take in order to feel comfortable talking to your neighbors? Maybe you can start by just staring out the window and looking at them as they like, come and come and go <laughs> into their house until you feel like you know them. And then you can say hello and be like, all oh, right. So what I'm, you're saying is pull a rear window I'm, on your neighbors. I'm just say break your like, own leg. You can you can break it up into smaller pieces. If if uh-huh, uh-huh. if the problem is am yeah, I don't know how to talk to my neighbors, mm-hmm. be like, Okay, what's the big problem? What are the smaller problems? How do we address this? And it can feel right. really overwhelming when you're like inept at everything but it's okay because like you can stop being inept by doing stuff yeah and you can't always throw money at things there's some things that you can't throw money at just yet and I wouldn't feel bad about yourself if there's something that you can't do or are incapable of doing at the moment because you've been able to like bypass it through the ease of like surveillance technology or because, like, you've been able to to chuck money at the problem because it was designed intentionally to, like, make you incompetent so that you would rely on, like, using these shortcut systems. So if you can't do stuff now, that's fine, but it's time to set some New Year's resolutions, right? Like, yeah. everyone's resolution, become competent. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other resolutions that you
3: would like other to people, set for other people? Yes,
2: okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking. So, number one, I think that it's time to change some beauty standards. And I was thinking about the waifs, and I was thinking about, you know, like, your people... The Caucasians, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yes, and of course. How all of you are like you're so you're so
3: gracious for thinking about I, us. Yeah, <laughs> I um, really appreciate
2: it. You know, you're all like returning to tradition and like mm. thinking about ye old days when when women were chained to the stove and how how you miss it so much when you weren't allowed to show your ankle without your husband's permission, because at least then. I don't know what they were getting out of it. What they thought they got it. The, I think they they believed that the women at the time were getting some like sense of security, and it's actually the opposite of security. If all of your worldly possessions and and life is like tied to the to the whims of a man who's chaining you to the stove, but be that as it may, people are hearkening to the past. The past that they hearken to seems to be like consistently like the 1800s and like the 1950s. And I think it's time to mix it up. And this is why I'm proposing a new beauty standard that Kendall, my friend, I'm so sorry, but you will not, you will not fit into this. Um, you will be rejected from the standards of beauty if this comes to pass. Aww. But I think that the new thing, Sad. when people are like, <laughs> remember when we were great, People look at empires, people look at dynasties, and I think the empire and dynasty in question should be the Habsburg one. And I think that people should be trying to sort of cultivate a bit of Habsburg realness. Like I think that <laughs> I think that the, the white women should be like, oh, look at how how thin my lips how, and how how and how bulbous my chin is. <laughs> how slimy my skin. I love the pal the palo complexion <laughs> that I have and, and the wispy little strings of my hair. It reminds me. Of when my people were in a position of greatness, when they were kings, I look like I look like royalty. Um, and looking like royalty means you also look ill, yeah, just like very sick. Yeah, and so I think that once again you're just you're gonna be left out. And I'm so sorry uh, that yeah, I am I am very healthy. <laughs> in this future I'm creating everyone will think that you're ugly because your jaw's normal mm-hmm. and your face mm-hmm. <laughs> your face it doesn't look like the thing that you put your foot in when you're trying to figure out what size shoe you are. Um, <laughs> but there's always gonna be casualties in you know like the world of beauty standards and it's it's your time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm I'm
3: sad to see my era go go, but I'm I'm excited for the future that you're creating. Was it
2: when was it your era? Like when was um your thing like know. the best ever thing? Like my I don't know, I have a round face. Was that like
3: the twenties? Fucking I don't know. I feel like you'd do real well in a
2: vaudeville show. <laughs> I would do really well in a vaudeville show. You're like the only Real, person like, I know that could hours. like pull off skinny eyebrows. I feel.
3: I think I could put. I've 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 thought about it several times. Maybe maybe that'll be my my New Year's resolution is to get skinny
2: eyebrows, but we'll see. Um, you'd have to like anyone, do really dramatic else? like dark eye makeup and <laughs> and maybe yes. like talk a, or like take up talking in sort of a like judy garland transatlantic kind of accent oh me oh little old me (laughs) probably on the verge of a maybe not another like great depression it'll be more like a Mm -hmm. recession light like not not maybe like Mm -hmm. light in terms of impact but i feel like as a as a moment, this one does it's not really hitting mm. the way that the 2008 one was. But when we're in our mm. like economic decline moment, maybe that'll be your time to start looking that'll like a my 1930s yeah. vaudeville star. I and mean, we can take the yeah, show on start, the road. Yeah,
3: start going to speakeasies, mm-hmm. having a great time. We should
2: panhandle. Uh. <laughs> um, and I, you should do a little, you should do physical I'll, comedy. i will start playing
3: the banjo. You should do
2: physical comedy. That's the high highest form of comedy. Lots of just yeah, lots
3: of prat falling, and just like I'll get I'll get Buster Keaton on the phone, his ghost, and we'll we'll fucking get a house to fall on me. It'll be great. You know how
2: I feel about comedians, but I will say I do have respect. For, like, comedians in the style of the Three Stooges, which is, I think, like, what mm-hmm. American comedy should return to, of, like, silent, and they just hurt themselves the whole time. <laughs> I think that, like... It wasn't silent, they were, they were, it was a speaking show. No, they were quiet. The Stooges. No, they they spoke. Let's let's look this up because I'm pretty sure that the Three Stooges were silent. They spoke. I feel like that was the whole thing was that they didn't talk, and it was like you just had to. No, I th- I think that they were silent. <laughs> Where they? How do I look this up? Three Stooges. What do I get if I'm right? Um, you get
3: my undying respect which you already have.
2: So when I look up, were the three stooges silent? The uh, like search term that I like get suggested to me instead was, were the three stooges Jewish? Not what I'm asking (laughs) for. Um, But it seems like some of the films were silent and some of them weren't so we're both right which we're is both literally right. the dialectic but the ones that i am mm-hmm. aware of are the ones that are quiet so and i think that that's like that is what american comedy should return to and that's going to be my resolution mm-hmm. for americans no more speaking. is no more speaking mm-hmm. also like i feel like americans every like eight years they like discover and then forget irony and because as a people we're not used to like the the comedic form of irony. We are not mm-hmm. good at it. Um, no. It's also not always great when we have none of it because now the comedians mm-hmm. talk. Um, but I think that like like Americans are so ironic now. All all comedy mm-hmm. is like irony, and it's yeah. dumb and it's boring and it's like they just they can't mm-hmm. help themselves, but. I will say, too, that, like, what is it, 2011, 2012, that was, like, back when we didn't have irony in the country, and Mm -hmm. the movie of the year was Ted, which was a movie about a, what like, what is the teddy bear said fuck, and he, like, (laughs) and he smoked weed. Like, that is what, (laughs) but that is, like, peak American comedy, is, like, what if Mm -hmm. something was so stupid, Yeah, and that's it. They're like, what? Like, what if real life? What if it was really really dumb? And then at some point we get like ashamed of ourselves, and we're like, "Mm, we have to like try and do commentary, and Mm -hmm. it just it it doesn't work. We should stick to what we know. But I think that like, imagine Mm -hmm. if Ted was a silent film, that'd go off.
0: That would go
2: off. Imagine if the Hangover. That'd be great. Two was silent, which is another one of those movies that's like, what if a guy had a hangover, but it was really dumb? Like, what if some guys went to Las Vegas and it was so stupid?
3: What if guys were just, like, really, really dumb? What if a bunch of guys just got together and were really stupid? Well, also, so
2: is, like, uh, women's movies that are comedies also, like Bridesmaids. It's, like, what if women Mm -hmm. had a wedding? Were stupid. But they were so (laughs) stupid. Um, And everything that happened was so dumb. And that's, that's like, quintessential American humor. Somewhere along Mm -hmm. the way, in the past decade, um, and some change, we have lost the art of being earnest and instead everyone has embraced irony because they didn't know how to deal with Donald J Trump but i think we we need to we need to move on um, yes. my other resolution for other people is similarly film related which is that i think mm-hmm. that we need more like mid budget kind of like whatever movies um. Mm-hmm. Le- you know when people are like you couldn't make blazing saddles today. You couldn't yes. you couldn't make what's another one of those? Uh, help me out here.
3: I, I feel like the one I hear the most is blazing saddles. Right. Like you, you could make blazing saddles today. You couldn't make I don't know, fucking Monty Python. You couldn't you couldn't
2: make it. Like um mm-hmm. but what you actually couldn't make is legally blonde. And it's not for True. political reasons, but it's because we've, like, lost the mid-budget, like, studio film. We have mm-hmm. blockbusters that are, like, largely Marvel movies or belong to other mm-hmm. franchises um, that are just, like, big... They like, Top Gun that came out this past mm-hmm. year. Or, obviously, yeah. Avatar. Um, mm-hmm. What else is a big... Minions. Like big, Minions, big yeah. franchises <laughs> like big big budget like they want they want the whole mm-hmm. family to come um or you have your little like thinky movies about a lady that sits in a room and she she thinks real hard to herself and then a man comes up to her and he says what are you doing in this room and she goes i can't tell you that and I don't know what else ha- happens in those movies. It's always like mm-hmm. it's. They have their place. I have nothing mm-hmm. against a thinky movie. I like some of them, um, but what we don't have are like mid-budget fun movies that are meant to appeal to like one or two demographics and are not like, let's get mm-hmm. the whole family in here. Like we used to have mm-hmm. chick flicks, which I know it was that was like a yes. pejorative, but the idea like, and the reason that that term was then applied to that genre of movie was that it was like, these are movies that are like specifically um, directed at a particular audience. And we're going to try to like write and tell and show stories That is appealing to this kind of person. And of course you don't have to be that kind of person. To enjoy those movies. But the idea is like. We're not trying to appeal to everyone. This movie doesn't need Mm -hmm. to be everything. For all people. Because we're working on a smaller budget. And we're telling like. One kind of story. And we hope that the people. That like this story is supposed to be for. Will enjoy it. Or like a Mm sci-fi movie. Where it's like this isn't for everyone. This is for like those those people with their books and they ask Mm -hmm. questions about like the planets and whatever like Mm -hmm. that does it doesn't need to be for everyone and it's fine because they're they're using shitty practical effects and they're on a small budget and like Mm -hmm. like the the major like movie studios are just not putting out like they're not doing it like that budget movies Um, And I have been noticing since Avatar came out like a week ago or something, right, Mm -hmm. that the way that people are talking about it is like, even if you didn't think Avatar was good, like you have to be um, supportive that there is a film that is like challenging the Marvel like (sighs) hegemony, like the Marvel like grip on like the blockbuster movie and we need to be, like, happy that there's more diversity in films. Um, or I, I think I, re- like, or I do remember people saying something similar about Top Gun, where it was, like, it's really mm-hmm. great that there's, like, something that isn't a Marvel movie that is, like, in this space It is like, being successful. Like, maybe other movies will happen. Putting aside that both of it's those adaptation are, are of franchises. A <laughs> Putting aside that both of those yeah. are franchises and are not really that, like, different in terms of... Um, studio risk their goals like yeah for yeah, yeah, yeah. uh than a marvel movie is like i don't care whether or not you like either of those movies it also is just like they're blockbusters blockbusters yeah. are and I, this is not like a knock on you if you like them it's just like their their goal is to appeal to like b- the masses which means that um everything is like meant to be likable by everyone there's supposed to be something in it for everyone because they've invested a ton of money in like making this film and they want to see returns on that and that's why like a marvel movie will never have gay people in it and Mm -hmm. it's why i don't know i haven't like why the new jurassic park movie was probably bad haven't seen it That's why The Lady Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. was probably also bad. Haven't seen that one. That's just like what Marvel or like blockbuster movies are meant to be for. And that doesn't mean that they can't Mm -hmm. be good sometimes or you can't enjoy them, but like its point is mass appeal. And I Mm -hmm. think that if you're like looking to like challenge the grip that Marvel has on, or like the MCU has on uh, films, the move shouldn't be to like do critical support for a different blockbuster which is just going to recreate that problem but with like a different (laughs) like piece of intellectual property but instead Mm -hmm. to like support um smaller films that you like and they're also not meant for for every audience like if you if it's meant for you it's meant for you You know what I mean? Yeah, and something can like like, it doesn't have to be mass appeal. Telling a specific story and then end up being something that appeals to everyone, but I just don't think Mm -hmm. that like you're going to get the same caliber of story when it is told with the like specific financial intention of getting you know movie tickets bought by a mom and a dad and their and their kids and then like a couple and then like old people and teenagers. Like that's um, just not Mm -hmm. going to like be taking great risks in storytelling and I um am really annoyed with the whole like Marvel versus um Avatar versus everywhere everything uh, all at once like which blockbuster yeah. should we support if you like any of them or if you like all of them whatever although yeah. why do you like the Marvel movies yeah quickly get better taste but um, if you like any of them Good for you. I think if you want to Mm -hmm. challenge the MCU's, like, domination of film and if you want to, like, challenge Disney, um, you need to be, number one, like, demanding, like, better working conditions for the people who, like, make movies and television shows that you watch on your streaming Mm -hmm. services. Number two, you need to be, like, supporting and, uh, like giving attention to smaller films um mm-hmm. and i think that that's that's my resolution is like someone needs to make a legally blonde type movie
3: mm-hmm. okay in a, in a mid-budget format yeah
2: and i think i have i think that's one more oh one more you do okay. resolution for the world well i have two one everyone get off tiktok it's bad. No benefit okay. to get off. Get off that app. But the other one that I have more explanation for is, we need a labor movement song. All of the labor movement songs mm. are like folk music, and I and they're really old. No <laughs> offense at this point to folk singers, mm. but I'm not trying to hear that. I don't want to <laughs> see someone take out a guitar at a protest. <laughs> That's not. It's. It's just not. It's not what I'm about. Like but we need... guitar
3: players, you know how like people look at you when you take it out at a party, like imagine that, but at a protest. That's what people
2: used to Don't do. Don't you feel back in the Don't day? Don't you feel gauche? That's what they used to yeah. do. But also back I know, in the day, and... they used to like burn their their factories down. So I think that we all yeah. we all need to get riled up by a song.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. Uh, I have been thinking about how like there just is not the same. Like we used to really have a lot of political music in the like top 40 and that kind of changed after the Dixie Chicks were like mm-hmm. violently ejected from the the country music sphere it's not that there isn't right. political music at all that's coming out like in in the contemporary moment but it is not like with the same uh yeah like quantity that there was like Mm -hmm. prior to the early 2000s and especially if it's like in the top 40 or is like charting it or popular in any way it's few and far between i feel like beyonce is like one of the few like big um artists that is like consistently like making music that references like political events but she doesn't Mm -hmm. really have like a like a politic no um it's it's a wink and a nod um which isn't i think we need a a labor movement song and i had two ideas free anyone can take them first is like a beep boop like 100 gets sun underscores type song and i know and Mm -hmm. i say this because i know that it's like the little non-binaries that are working at, at the Starbucks song about how much it sucks to work at Starbucks. I want it to mm-hmm. be like nightcore. Um, it should maybe sample like sonic noises. And yeah. it, sh- it should release on SoundCloud first. It should be about obviously. how much it work- sucks to work at Starbucks. I think that there's like mm-hmm. also a lot of like room for various diss tracks about like, Jeff Bezos, like maybe from oh, yeah. like from the perspective of an Amazon warehouse worker. Mm-hmm. Um, someone could really do something like with the material of his like sex where he was telling that woman, I love you, alive mm-hmm. girl. I feel like that's definitely uh fodder, yeah. fodder for a good insult Absolutely. that rhymes over a sick beat. But I just feel like I feel like we'd need a labor movement song that people can get behind that's like Fun, dancey—that people would want to like sing at the picket line. Because here's the other thing: yeah, the chants—they get old. Like I, I do the I do the chants because it's like you, you gotta keep you gotta keep time with people. Like you need to be doing something while you're walking around so people can see that you're out there. It's like you know. I see the utility of the chants. I do the chants. I have no problem with them. But it's like, whose streets are streets? Uh, what else is there? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God. Uh, whose Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter. That mm-hmm. one's probably not going to yeah. be happening as much. I think with the the sun is setting on, on Black Lives Matter. Heard, I've heard
3: Hey, Hey, Gentrifier. Oh, uh, my God. Black people used okay. to live here. Hey, yeah. hey,
2: ho, ho, the something, something has to go. That one's a classic. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. run out of chance. If you are at the protest for too long, and that's why we used yeah. to have songs so that people mm-hmm. could <laughs> they could take a break. So get out your laptop, listen to some Skrillex, take some notes, and then make some beep
3: boop music. Write
2: a song about yeah. how much you hate your fucking boss, so that the mm-hmm. next time that you and your coworkers like go on strike, you can sing that instead of hey hey, ho ho. My Starbucks manager has to go. Hey, hey. Ho ho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> something, oh, something, no fun. justice, no peace. That yep, one, yep. That, like, there's just, there's only, but there's only so many. There's like 30. Yeah.
3: And after, and after a couple hours, like, you've gone through all of them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Imagine you... if you took a break to listen yeah. to some songs. To a,
3: to some songs. Some beep boop music. Do that. Um, I think that's, that's all we have. Wow. That's long episode. three hours of three hours of content. You You're are welcome. welcome. I
2: hope that You're welcome. you love it. I hope that you listen to the whole thing. If you didn't just know that I'm like crying, I'm crying right sobbing, now, sobbing,
3: screaming, um, throwing up.
2: Kendall, can I close, close this out with a little thought experiment for you?
3: Absolutely.
2: Okay. This is like the trolley problem, but it's based on a real life scenario. So imagine mm-hmm. that you are in a classroom, and there's children in the classroom, and you're reading a book. This book is about a goat. Someone whispers in your ear, they say, Mr. President, a plane <laughs> has hit the World Trade Center. Uh huh. Do yes. you Ooh, okay. finish reading the book <laughs> to the classroom of children? Remember, the book is about a goat or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you get up and go somewhere and handle handle the situation in your capacity as the president of the United States I'm finishing the book I got to say why I'm finishing the book I think because
3: you know what I was in the middle of it and I didn't I didn't really get to see if the if the goat got back to the zoo or not and I'm I'm kind of worried he won't. Okay, so
2: you need to and you I, need to know how it ends.
3: Yeah, I've, I've been I've been held in suspense for too long and I just I kind of need not to, I need to see how the book ends. Like
2: creating normalcy for the children or like no, trying to no. make sure that people don't think that you are the one that hit the tower when he tells you that you hit the no. tower you don't go, "Oh, I know." Mm-mm. No, I've I was very
3: invested in this book. Okay. And I need to know how it ends um before I can do anything else. It's just gonna it's gonna drive me nuts all day if I don't. And
2: that's how I feel about life, everyone. Can't wait <laughs> to see how twenty twenty three ends, much like <laughs> the book about the goat. I see all of you as the little children that I'm reading the book to. Yeah. And um I'm can't can't wait till we get to the end. And I'm the goat. Alright everyone, I'm Virgil. And I'm Kendall. This is Big Sun make sure that you give us money on Patreon if you want more episodes and like bonus stuff and like sometimes we give out discount codes for our merch store which happens to be BigSoyNaturals dot church. Our website is BigSoyNaturals dot world. You can find us on social media um everywhere at Big Soy Naturals and uh you can find me at commodify this except for on Tumblr where I am now commodify me but god willing i will get commodify this on tumblr too we'll see
3: and i am she herzog on twitter and on tumblr i am rat poison and that's rat the a is a four and the second o is a zero that's
2: so trans coded of you i just want you to know <laughs> they love rats um make sure to like you know Leave us a review on, on Apple yeah. Podcasts or, like, rate us on Spotify. I think that's everything. Like, tell your friends. Let us know if you set any New Year's resolutions. Tell us if you think Kendall's medication is working. Um, yeah, is it working? We put that in, in your review. I can't know. Um, <laughs> Is Kendall better at accomplishing tasks? Five
3: stars. <laughs> Kendall is now medicated, and I can finally listen
2: to the podcast Do you think Again? it's just the placebo effect? I, I need
1: to answer, he's to teach me what to think. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. Why am smoking a because I'm on your TV? When I smoke the seed, cause I'm such a fee. High as a kite, smoking water white. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple, purple. Smoking on the blunt, cause I wanna run. Smoking on the green, cause it makes me lean. Smoking on a run and I smoke and scream. When I hit the blunt, it's a fake cut. When I hit the blunt, I give a fuck. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just wanna smoke. I don't want smoke, I just wanna smoke. I don't want smoke, I just wanna smoke. I don't want smoke, I don't smoke. When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Walter. When I hit the smoke, I feel like a dope. dope. Yeah, I like green cause it makes me lean. And I smoke high cause I blowing clouds. When I'm getting high, then it's time to smoke. When I'm smoking loud, then it's time to blow clouds. When I hit the blunt, I don't give a fuck. Why? I hit the blunt, so like give a fuck. I don't want smoke, I just want smoke. 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 This soy Naturals.